Yes, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of On The Bench. My name is Joseph Esposito and I'm joined here tonight. It's a uh, it's a two-man band. We're, unfortunately, we don't have Oliver and Lachlan here, as, it, as we always say, a bit of a running trope. But we are lucky enough to have the man himself, one of our, our, our most passionate listeners and uh, experts on the game. Uh, Mr. Matthew Vidiello. Matthew, how are you going, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Good evening. Yeah. Great great to be on the main pod again. It's been, it's been a while between drinks, mate. It has. I think the last time we had you on, we were talking about the prospects of Fulham uh, getting promoted to the Premier League. That Correct. was the movie that run, so and, it has been um, a while. Who could forget the uh, the World Cup game we were watching together? Who yeah, was it, <laughs> um, it was Japan. Japan, it was Japan. Yeah, Japan. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's right. Bloody hell. Time flies, Bloody mate. Oh, it does it ever. It does it ever. Well, uh, for everyone listening today... Um, it is our A-League preview special. So it's uh, commonly known as what probably the biggest off-season in world sport. Uh, some may say it probably is. We are probably, I probably should have looked into that, uh, the longest uh, off-seasons. But um, no, the A-League is finally kicking off uh, on Thursday, on Friday night, sorry. Uh, Adelaide hosting Sydney FC. So tonight is going to... 98% of it will be uh, our A-League preview show, and then we'll have a quick look at the end, uh, just at the Socceroos and their their final, uh, their most their latest fixture, sorry, against Q8, uh, uh, a 4-0 drubbing uh, in the end. But uh, mm-hmm. look, Matt, we'll, we'll, we'll kick things off, and I guess the only way, you know, to, to preview the season is to, to look at the off-season, and the biggest talk in any off-season of any league is the transfers, okay? Yep. So, simple question to kick things off. Biggest transfers of the off season. Which clubs? Which clubs for you have made the biggest and or positive? Um, yeah, I mean, you can't look past Melbourne victory. I, I think my eyes are clouded a bit, obviously because I'm a season ticket member, employee, and a fan. But um, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how big um, Honda and Toivonen are on the outside. Yep. But from my perspective, I think they're fantastic signings. Marketing wise for the league, Honda is an absolute gem. And oh. the quality that he'll bring to not only um, Melbourne Victory, but to the league as a whole. Just bringing up the standards is well, something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think Toivonen is also a great get. Your likes of Lafondra, huge get. Even Stephen Taylor going over to yeah. um, going over to Wellington. They're just names that you wouldn't... We haven't seen in the A-League since that... Um, Emil Heskey, Del Piero, Shinji Ono season. Yes, essentially, where yes. Where it's, it's not just you and I who are football fans that know these names, but your, your everyday Joe Blow or your everyday football fans yeah. will know these names rather than your um your Australian football fans. Yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, well, I completely, almost almost 100% agree with you there. I mean, it's... Uh... It's definitely different this time around. So, but it's it's nice. I think like the the league as a whole. You know, last year it, it got stale. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a periods of staleness in the league. Yes. And I mean, you know, there obviously has been you know a bit more talk about the A League. You know, offshore with the whole Usain Bolt saga. Correct. Um, we, we've spent more than more than ample time discussing that uh, off air. But uh, no, this year it is good just to see that. Almost every, well, yeah, every team bar Newcastle has really like beefed up their squads. And obviously Newcastle have had um had their troubles because of their owner and the financial troubles that he's getting in. Mm. He's um been heavily affected by that trade war going on between the US and China. Um, but even even your Central Coast bringing in a uh, Ross McCormack, you know, your Riley McGree making the jump the jump across to Melbourne City. It's a type of transfers that. I think every, every yeah every club can be excited about one of the ins mm. in their team. Oh. Now a lot of teams have had a lot of change, but a lot of teams have made upgrades. You know they've gotten rid of some of the deadwood and they've made upgrades. And players that were starters last year 
have to now be looking at themselves and thinking, am I going to start this year? I, or have I been, um, have I been pushed out by either a good quality marquee mm. or a good signing from either a returning Socceroo or a good Australian player that has, um, made the jump up from a smaller A-League club up to a bigger A-League club. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, just touching on quickly, I mean, I guess even Mariners, not, not in terms of like big name players, Yeah. but you know, established players, like we just said, uh, McCormack, but I mean, look, you can look at some of the players that they've, that they've brought in here, even like established A-League players, you know, Jack Clisby, Cora Gamera had a horrid run of injuries. Their, their new captain, uh, Matt Simon. Simon, they've got Michael McGlinchey's come back. He spent... He he won a, he won the he won the league with uh, with the Central Coast before heading over to Wellington. Uh, here we go. Here actually there is two here or three here, uh, three interesting signings, and I'll be uh, intrigued to see actually how much time uh, Mike Mulvey gives them this year. And that's the three NPL imports in Jordan Murray, Josh McDonald, and Matt Miller. So coming from RPL, Wollongong, and South Melbourne respectively. Now I know Murray played just the other day in that uh, in the game against the South uh, Southwest Sydney side. Uh, that's uh, currently. Made it through yeah. uh, to the next round of the bids for the uh, for the new A League side, but uh, Jordan Murray scored there, and I mean a prospect playing in the New South Wales NPL. He he bro he left uh, he signed with the Mariners six I think it was six games or so before the uh, the NPL season finished, and he'd already broken the NPL goal scoring record. He'd already banged in like twenty six goals, and he scored again uh, on the weekend. So it's um it, obviously a positive thing to see, but like amongst that they they've brought in some fantastic players. So well, my next question, Matt, leading in, and we, we've you've touched on it briefly but you know maybe go into a bit more detail we were just talking about i was gonna ask you which clubs haven't and i guess the big one is the newcastle jets yeah but then again they have retained almost everyone yeah um tragic news about johnny katrumbus yep um that came in a couple of hours ago um obviously you have the outs from last year like naboo who won't be um won't won't be contributing as much as he did last year because he won't be here Mm -hmm. um However, you do have uh, the attacking midfielder's name, the left-footed one who got... Ronald Vargas? Yes, Ronald Vargas. Yes. Got injured early in the season. Yeah. And it seemed like from there, Newcastle's season really spurred on. They sort of yeah. used that as a um, as a motivator. Yeah. yeah. I wonder whether it's going to hurt them this year, the fact that they haven't signed anyone. And I wonder whether that was the crest of a wave that they were riding last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, apart from that, it, it's hard to see who has had a bad window. I can't... Re- maybe maybe Brisbane. I mean, Perth Perth addressed all of their issues. But in saying that, Brisbane got in early. Yeah, Brisbane They did. got in, got their, got their transfers done early, and, you know, they brought in players. I mean, Adam Taggart is a, is a huge one. Yeah. I mean, someone who will be desperate to try and get himself back in the Socceroos squad, especially for the Asian Cup. They brought in Stefan, Stefan Mork, which is another great signing. Yeah. And... Uh, Stefan Negro was actually back there as well. And interesting one there, Alex Lopez from Sporting Gijon. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of question marks about Brisbane, though. You, you, oh, definitely. You know, Macarona coming in last year, that was... I, I don't think there were many people that would have told you he was going to flop. Mm. That was a guaranteed import that was going to succeed. Yep. I wonder whether this year Taggart can be as good as Macarone was. There are a, there's a lot of question marks about Adam Taggart anyway mm-hmm. because of his injury problems. Mm-hmm. And some of the imports that they've brought in, Tobias Mickelson and Alex Lopez, there are question marks. They could flop. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the remains are yet to be seen. They've still yet to see the best of um, Eric Bothiak yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's someone like a, that that central player in there. He's almost a player that you can almost build around. And, you know, bringing in these players, I mean, Adam, Adam Taggart, when he... When he wants to, he can score goals for fun. So he's proven that. So, well, look, moving on, mate. Um, 
let's look at, I guess we could, you know, don this as, you know, the, the teams that will fail this year in terms of, you know, obviously the biggest failure for a team is to obviously not make the top six at least. So <laughs> You can't get relegated, can no. you? No, <laughs> exactly. It's actually, it's actually harder to, to, to make it outside the top six. But uh, who for you... Which four sides? Just 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 name the sides. Yep. Don't make your don't make the top six for okay. you. Newcastle, Brisbane, Wellington, and Western Sydney. Okay. I want to ask you why Newcastle and why Brisbane. Newcastle and Brisbane. I think they've got two coaches, and I I know we're going to talk about the teams that will be doing well later. Mm-hmm. So I could go back on myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that Aloisi and Ernie Merrick are two coaches that are. Newcastle's coming, huge. Coming to the end of their cycle. I think Aloisi is definitely coming to the end of his cycle. Yeah. Um, as a coach at Brisbane Raw. And I think Ernie Merrick, his second season always isn't as good as his first season. Yeah, I guess. And I feel right. like last year was was so great. It was so great. I was there in Newcastle and everyone in Newcastle was so happy, even after they'd lost the final. But I just don't think he'll be able to recreate that with the squad. And I don't think the squad will be... Um, able to perform as well. I think the they were more than the sum of their parts last okay. year. And I actually think they're going to... I actually think they're going to finish bottom of the league this year. Brisbane? Uh, Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle, sorry. Yeah, Newcastle. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Apologies. New- yeah, I think they're going to finish bottom of the league. That would have to be one of the biggest <laughs> turnarounds, negative turnarounds. Yeah. Wow. So you don't- I, know, I know it's a big point swing, but... But you don't think that... Like, the, Well, the question I'm going to ask you is you don't, you don't think that... Camaraderie, that you know, uh, comfortable, you know, being comfortable around the players, knowing the players, that understanding that comes with, you know, keeping pretty much almost all the squad together. You don't, you don't think that that's going to work in a, in a positive way for them this season. No, nah, I really don't. I think, yeah, I think Ernie's going to get it wrong. I think the squad aren't going to be up to it like they were last wow, year, and I think that I think they're going to finish bottom of the pack. Controversial calls yeah, already. Sure. Wow, mate. Well, I'm, I'm sure people will have a, a few things to say about that. So, yeah. very interesting. Well, look, I'll tell you mine. So, Wanderers and Wellington, we can agree on. Okay. I have Mariners and Adelaide. Okay. Yeah. All right. Also <laughs> out there. But I will say to Mariners fans, I think that they could potentially be battling like around around that yeah. you know, seventh or eighth spot, like pushing in, trying to push into the top six. But I just kind of feel that. Just, you know, it's something that can work. You know, it is great that Mike Mulvey has brought in so many players and, you know, play, good players of that. But I kind of feel that sometimes that can work against you. So, yeah. you know, just getting people together, gelling the team, it could take them too long to teeth before they get going. Yeah. And I've gone Adelaide purely because I think that their season rests on how well their imports perform. And yeah. some of their imports aren't as proven like they have yeah. good resumes but not you know really proven in, you know if we if we want to talk about some of the players that have been brought into the league this year yeah you know that have great resumes and proven uh resumes so but then again you know they have Jakobsen at the back who's had great experience with Melbourne City but I actually think that's one of the one of the best transfers of the um of the summer and if their um their new boy that they brought in the central midfielder if he can replace Daniel Adlung mm-hmm. and his running I think they could be on for a um for a very very big season there. Wow. Yeah. So you and I you and I differ slightly on the um on the Adelaide. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's well. I guess it's something that we're going to learn about very quickly. But look, moving on. I mean, you've just you've just mentioned uh, about your sorry um, wooden spooners. Your wooden spooners. 
my wooden spooners, and this is no loyalties aside. You know, I was a long-time Sydney FC fan yeah. there in and out every week. Travelled around the country. I think that the Wanderers might be our bottom bottom of the ladder. Wow. Yeah, I think that Wellington might just finish above them. Okay. But, you know, obviously open to room room for improvement. Uh, yeah. You know, room for, uh, you know, trial and error in terms of what I'm what's saying. Your, um, what's your basis on that? Marcus Bubble, the manager. Yeah. I, I, I just think he's so sporadic and all over the he's shop. He's a bit of a loose cannon, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's just... Yeah. Completely, um, just a complete hit and miss. I, I, I feel yeah. in terms of the way you know that uh, as he is as a person. So let alone a manager. But you know, this is coming from being a Liverpool fan as well, and uh, knowing what he was like when he was a great Liverpool player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I just and you know we saw the other night that you know like Wanderers, Wanderers fans, the ones that have that that have stuck around through all the you know the active support uh, issues and everything else are really loyal fans, and you know I guess when you when the club was founded and started, it was just on the up and up and up, you know, obviously yeah. peaking by winning the Asian Champions League. That since then, they have, you know, on a steady sort of decline, you know, they, they did make the grand final, you know, against Brisbane, I will say that. But since then, they've kind of declined until, you know, they almost hit rock bottom last year. It was one of their worst, their, their worst season, I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, oh, under uh, Josip Gombau, it was bloody a treacherous season for yeah. them. And now they like their fans are gonna be expecting a lot. They deserve to. They deserve to be thinking they can get back up there. And I just don't know if they will. I mean, and we saw that against Sydney. Yeah, we are talking about a pretty strong Sydney SC side, but you know, to be the best, you got to beat you know the best. Not saying that they're the best, but they're up there. They're yeah. right up there. They will be this season. Um, I think that Sydney just and you're talking about a Sydney team that has brought in players as well, and you know probably hasn't gelled fully as well, and they. At times, tour Wanderers opened up Wanderers for fun, really. Like it, they it is a there. it is a very young squad, and it makes me question. Um, Tongyik, Kamau, mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald. I believe I, I'm not sure about Nick Fitzgerald, but I'm certain the other two were signed while Gombau was still there. And obviously, he's worked with them in mm. the Australian youth levels. Yeah. So what's going on at that club? Why Why would you sign those players for your for your coach, Josip mm. Gombau, and then? Get rid of him and bring in another coach. Yeah, it doesn't. It just it, it just doesn't add up for me, and I just think that maybe there's something going on um, higher up there that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. there's a bit of instability, which you know that would be crazy for an A League club to have instability <laughs> at the top. Yeah, no. But yeah, I, I I can't see them finishing bottom just because I like I like a lot of their players. Oh, don't get me wrong, I love a lot of their players, but I think as well like. I said to this this other day, and this is a discussion point. Something I actually want to bring, I'll bring up on on uh, online as well, on our socials, is that they've just let go of Kieran Backus as well to Melbourne yeah. City. I think he's the best midfielder, uh, one of the best. Well, I, I won't say I say best. No, I will. The best Australian midfielder not playing for not not having represented the Socceroos. I mean Brandon yeah. Centrelab. Uh, I sorry, Brandon Centrelab. Um, Brandon O'Neill. Brandon O'Neill and uh, Josh Palante have been there. Yeah. And I think Kieran Back is off last season. He was last season he was their their one silver lining. Yeah. Across the season he was fantastic, but you know, some of their parts they were average, really, really average yeah, in the were. end. So um yeah, letting go of him, losing losing the experience of, you know, Brandon Sancho. I'm not saying that he was a starter, but yeah, he was a bit of a his head. Pin of that team. But then obviously Popovich yeah. was able to to really him over. Uh, yeah. I can't say that being a massive struggle for Popovich at the end. Obviously, the relationship they had at yeah. Wanderers for quite some time. So they lost Jack Clisby as well. So Michael Thwaite um, and 
you know, it's just uh, I, that's why I think I think that if they'll fall, they'll fall hard. Yeah. So um, I, I I definitely see Marcus Babel being a um either he'll take him to great heights mm. it, or they will be. It just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like a long term plan. I just yeah I, I I don't understand it either. But you know, ra- remains to be seen. Oh, of remains course, of course. Seen. I mean, look for the, for the sake of like the derbies and the competition, and you know, it's yeah. having the Wanderers up there it would be fantastic for the league. We saw it at the start, their fans and the yeah. the numbers and the color and the excitement. Um, they're a fantastic addition for the league. So. Look, moving on, the next question I have is, who do you think may be shown the door first? I, I, I'm, I have to say. You think it's Marcus Babel? I think. Uh, just because, just okay. I'm only going off what I, from what I've... Um, it, I mean, it's obviously going to be a team that's underperforming. Yep. Um, given my previous prediction, I think John Aloisi, potentially. His time, I, I think potentially his time's up. Um, and I've got to ask you the question. John Aloisi, you know, great soccer hoop. Great, I'm sure he's a great bloke. And... <laughs> we'll call him up. <laughs> <laughs> great player and everything. But w- would he get another A League job? You know, after Brisbane, is he get is he gonna move overseas? Is he gonna get another A League job? Yeah. Is, is Harry Kuehl a better manager than John Aloisi? I think. I, so. I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's John Aloisi done at Brisbane? Really? Yeah, I mean, well, this 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 year will be his his year to yeah. year, year I mean, or I, guaranteed. He's not he's not at Brisbane next season, unless he wins the league. He's not at Brisbane Wait, next you're season. You're throwing it. Oh, no. I, I think I think huge call. There we He de- he definitely will not be there come the grand final. Wow. Unless they're in it. Wow. Yeah. I just Even think they make the top six. Up. Yeah. Because what's he done? He's yeah. coming to the end of his cycle, and the peak of his cycle was what third or fourth. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any listeners in Brisbane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we guys. Do. What do you, we have a million listeners every week, Matthew. I listen every single week, mate. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, yeah, it's a bit cool. Yeah, I think, I think John Aloisi has gone all... Yeah, I could agree with Marcus Babbel, but for the sake of differentiation, I'm going to go with John Aloisi. For sure. I'm going to answer this first, but the question I'm going to ask you, which club won't live up to, hi- to the hype? Yeah. I'm going to say, and it's odd, Yeah. I'm going Melbourne City. Melbourne City, okay. Melbourne City, because... The investment has been there, okay. Yeah. Uh, the co- like the, the coaching, everything, the the facilities, it's immaculate. Yeah, they've brought in the players, but yeah. for some reason they just can never seem to get over that semi final hump. Yeah, and I think it's it's not you know a, a lack of draw because that squad that they've got on their day. Oh yeah, could go could well, yeah, we say Melbourne could go to Sydney, could go against Sydney FC. Like even last year, even when we we're in our yeah. Even when they went undefeated all that time, could go there and beat them on their yeah. day. But for some reason, it just always lacks that bit of, you know, yeah. that, that game winner. Or and they have, but that's the thing because they have like Bruno Fornaroli, one of the probably one of the best imports that yeah. our country's ever seen. But it just, yeah, they just never seem to get go, get there once they get there, sort of thing. They never can yeah, ever yeah. Just kick on. They're, past they're last always bit. sort of just scrape, not scraping in there, but getting there and then just. Failing to yeah, it just falls apart yeah. for some reason, and I don't know about you. Who who have you got? Um, uh, if Newcastle are hyped, then I don't think Newcastle are living up to anyone's hype. Mm. Um, if who are the other hyped teams? I mean, it's hard to look past Victory. I I find it really hard to judge them just because purely like that the imports haven't the imports on paper are better than. The imports we had and lost, yep. Yep. or the, the players we had last year and lost, but they haven't played together yet, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. 
I think Sydney FC potentially could set into a bit of malaise under Steve Corica. Really? Yeah. Again, coming to the end of their cycle. Um, and Arnie, I'm not sure. You can tell me. Did Arnie make that team more than it was through his coaching? Or did you have a very good squad? Well, I mean, you can have a very good squad and fall to pay. That's exactly what I base my what my whole thoughts around with Melbourne City. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I I had the pleasure and I was lucky enough to uh, the day before, so two days, the last training session um, at Allianz Stadium before one of the Sydney derbies was the game, I believe, we were behind and we came back and won. Yeah. And uh, well, we've done that plenty of times, the most recent one. And there's like, you know, and we had a fan, like the best squad we've ever had. And I, I feel, and I'm talking about the year that we beat victory on penalties. Yeah. And... We had a great team that year, players that have played in massive clubs overseas and they were out kicking the ball and I was sitting in the grandstand and I was taking a few photos and uh, around the interviews, the player interviews and so on. And they were playing around, mucking around like any team would. Yeah. And then Arnie walked onto the field and I think this is I think this will be the same thing that he'll have with the Socceroos. Yeah. Is that he walked down to the field and everyone felt like there was just like this Feeling that like this this way the cat like the way the players acted it was as if they were like a twelve year old boy standing in front of the school principal and yeah. being, like he not that he struck fear but just the level of respect that he built yeah. within the players and I think like you know he when they had when they had the chat then when they're warming up he'd have a bit of a laugh with them and yeah. he just has that ability to bring the best out of players because they both are on the same he gets all the players and they they all understand that there's a time to have a bit of a laugh and then there's a time to to switch on, and I think he just yeah. managed to do that by the way he's the way he builds relationships. And this is why I'm a bit worried about S Sydney, and I think mm. they might not live up to the hype because clearly Steve Corica has a role in that in the team's perception of but Graham not that Arnold, senior senior, but role. he's not Graham Arnold. Yeah, no, that's and true. When, it's you, very when true, you take yeah. a figure that big out, as well as last year's Johnny Warren medalist mm -hmm. and probably the best, probably the best striker that's ever played in the A League in Bobo, mm -hmm. I think it's a big, big hole to fill. And I just wonder whether a few of those players, a, lot, a few of the experienced players have departed the club as well, but the players remaining, I wonder if they're just thinking, okay, we've had two and a half very good years. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to just... Can, can we get to that level again? But, yeah, but then they've brought going. in, but then they've brought in, you know, De Silva, Jop van der Linden, Adam Lafondra, Sim De Jong. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. The, no, 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 no. In, I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. So the like, ins, the ins are incredible. And I think they've that pool of who they've been over the last two years has allowed them to do that. So yes. bring in those players. So it's uh, very interesting. Well, look, mate, we will move on. We are mm -hmm. making we are making pretty steady time here. So we obviously, oh, actually, sorry, who's your top six? Because mine will be different to yours. Melbourne Victory, Adelaide, Melbourne City, Sydney FC, Perth. And Central Coast Mariners. Oh, okay, mate. Well, I will read you mine, and they are in order. Okay. So I've got Brisbane in sixth. Yep. Newcastle in fifth. City in fourth. Sydney in third. Perth in second. And Melbourne to finish first. Now, that was hard for me to say, because I had to think about this. <laughs> All right. So, but, and that falls into what my next question was in terms of the, the surprise team. Yep. Mine's Perth, obviously, you can tell now. Yeah. We're saying they finished second. 
I'll go on to mine later, but yep. I want to see who your surprise team is. Uh, I think Central Coast. And I think Central Coast will nip in there. Um, so where did you have Central Coast finishing, sorry? I had Central Coast finishing... Well, I didn't really have mine in order, but if they're going to make the top six, it's going to be in sixth. Okay, okay. Um, I think they could surprise this year. I really like the ins. I like Mike Mulvey as a coach. Okay. I feel like he's not the type of person who's... Like, he, he was still coaching over in Malaysia. He didn't just leave the game. He went over, he continued coaching, he probably saw some shit over there. Um, <laughs> Bit of an Andrew Naboo situation there. Yeah, he's come back, um, they've made some great signings, and I think, I mean, I've watched Ross McCormack play for two years at Fulham. Mm-hmm. He's not the type of player that's going to help you achieve anything, but finishing sixth in the A-League isn't achieving anything. He is going to score you a lot of goals. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um and I think that, yeah, with, with that firepower alone, and they've, they've upgraded their defence, I think they will be the, um, the surprise packet of the season. What's your, what's your take on Perth? Well, Perth, for me, I just feel that why I feel they're surprised, one, is it has to be Tony Popovich for me. I think that bringing in Tony, I, think, I thought that he was a, he was a great coach with, with Wanderers. I mean, he was fantastic. He was there for as long as he was for a reason. Yeah. But I kind of feel like he just... You know, he, he kept so much of the same, like, you know, a bulk of the squad for so long, and they just kind of got a bit dry with him in the end. And I don't think he... He didn't have, like, an influence like a Sir Alex Ferguson. Like, he was never going to be there for 20 years, yeah. you know, so to speak. But so bringing in him, you know, a very... a very, You know, when the Wanderers were fantastic, they were a fantastic defensive side. Oh, man, he's the first. Diego Simeone yeah. of the A-League. He was, he was a fantastic... They were, a def- uh, they, were a, they were a better defensive team than they were offensive, and they still had a good offensive side. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They brought in players, and obviously young Tommy Urich, and, I mean, I think arguably the best import ever in Shinji Ono in terms of yeah. what he did for the game and the team. So I think bringing in him, for one, is that like that defensive mindset that Perth were I mean, like lacking for a few years now. They were shipping goals. Kenny Lowe, yeah, kind of had a that... very relaxed attitude around yeah. the whole club, and I, I don't think that. But it was kind of like a depressive state because they weren't really going anywhere. Like like you said before, Kenny wasn't really doing a whole lot with them. Yeah, you know, you know bar obviously the grand final um, a few years ago. Now, God, that was a handful of years ago. That yeah. was his first tenure. He had two tenures, didn't he? I believe he did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I believe he did. But anyway, right, so it was kind of... Kenny Lowe was mulling out, okay, at Perth Ball. I think we can both agree there. End, end of his time, yes. Most definitely. And with Popovich, I feel that he has that pull within bringing in established A-League players, okay? So he's brought in strong signings and overseas options as well, don't get me wrong. So obviously, Ivan Franjic, Brendan Sandslab, Matthew Sproul. Matthew Sprannich, former A-League player, fantastic when he was at um, at the Wanderers. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I believe started started centre back in the Asian Cup final. He could he could be in the soccer. Oh yeah, if he if he 100%. Tando Valapi still yeah. around. Fabio Ferreira's kind of jumped from club to club, but was great when he initially came over. Uh, Chris Economides, they've signed, so he was no longer on. He was on loan to the Wanderers from Lazio. Yep. They've signed him on a long term deal now. Yeah. So he'll um he'll get the best out of Neil Kilkenny as well. Oh, Neil Kilkenny's, I think a great great A League player, like really strong A League player when he wants to be. So for me, yeah, I just think that he, that there's that good balance that he brings in. Obviously, he's a defensive minded coach, and that's what he prides himself on. Uh, Plus, having that ability to bring in the players that he has, I think that uh, Perth could, Perth could, yeah, push into a top three, top two. And but when I say Sydney third, I feel that Perth would be the surprise packet in my top three. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I feel that this year, I don't know. It, it look, I could be wrong, and 
you know, there's a very good chance that it would be. I could see Sydney and Melbourne battling one and two. I mm-hmm. think for the first time in a couple of years, this will be one of the closer top of the table battles that we've seen in a while. I think... Even if it's two teams. I think one to four is very, very tight. Yeah. I think one to four is very tight. I also am quite big on Adelaide. I won't go on too much about them. But yeah, I why? Because I, I had completely well, like, contrasting different, thoughts Different to um, how I feel about Aloisi and how I felt about... Um, I was about to call him King Kenny... Uh, <laughs> That's you, the man. Kill Kenny, Kenny, King Kenny. No, um, so that could d- be different. Times. How I feel about them, I think Marco Kurz with the second in his second season can really get the most out of Adelaide. Um, like I said, Adlong and Absalon some big misses, but bringing um, Craig Goodwin back, Craig Ilso, and this um, this Boland fella. If Ilso and Boland can step up to the plate. We know Jakobsen and Goodwin are two incredible players at an A-League level. Mm-hmm. And sure, they've lost Ben Garuccio, who I think was incredibly underrated while he was here. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think they're building towards something. And last season was just the start of it. And I think they could finish strong this year. And I mean, Victor have set the template last year. You don't have to have a... You, got, you only really have to play good for a month to, yeah. to be considered a, yeah. a, a successful season. Yeah. So Question about Adelaide. Yeah. Ben Halloran, people will forget. Yes. Played against Spain in, in the 2014 World Cup. Yes. And just <laughs> fell off the face of the earth, essentially, for a while. Yeah. Now he's back. How important for someone like Ben is because, you know, World Cup experienced player. Yeah. How important is it for him? A player like Ben, there's plenty of them in the A-League. You know, we mentioned Adam Taggart. Yeah. Well, these players, not just Ben, but these players as a whole, how important is it for them to have a cracking year? I, I really, like, a lot of people say... Socceroos coming back with their tail between their legs after going to Europe and trying to get a move. Sure, it's failed for a lot of a lot of our um, Socceroos that have done if that. Or a lot, obviously back as well. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of our Australian players have tried to do that and have failed. Mm. But maybe it's just that they're not that great as players. Yeah. You know, look at Mark Milligan. Everyone can see what 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 good Mark Milligan does and what mm. Mark Milligan does. And guess what he, he's done? He's gone and he's found the proper team to play for mm-hmm. at um, at Hibs, mm. and he's revolutionised their side. Now, it's taken him a long time to get over to Europe, and he's you know turned his back on my club twice now. But what do you mean, I, mate? I love seeing him <laughs> at, at work at, in Yarraville West every every uh, every afternoon. Now I don't get to see him anymore. Sure. <laughs> um, but it, I I have no problem with players like Goodwin, Halloran, Taggart coming back. Doing their time in the A League, if they're good enough, they'll excel. They'll get their move. If you can't stand out in the A League, you don't deserve a move to Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, and provided you make the right move, you're going to succeed. Yeah, that's you true. are going you, to succeed. Yeah. Look at, I know we love like people love to bash him, but look at Robbie Cruz. Yeah, made a made a poor move to Leverkusen, mm-hmm. took his step down, did did what he knows best. Second division Germany, like oh, mate, he did at Dusseldorf so, when so, he killed it, went to Bochum, and now he's killing it at Bochum. So, 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 it's like, so, uh, it's like uh, Jamie McLaren. Yeah. Same thing. Went to uh, Darmstadt. It yeah. fell apart. No. Moved again. Now he's now he's at Hibs as well. Yeah. So, and he's kind of starting to make a bit of a name for himself over there. Uh, sorry, make a name for himself there as well. Well, look, mate, moving on. We are getting to the back end now, but uh, of our A-League preview, that is. These two are a bit more of the novelty questions, because obviously you don't really have... There's nothing to say that you're yeah. right or wrong. Golden Boot and Johnny Warren winner. Golden Boot, I've. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go Ross McCormack. I'm big on the Mariners. Ross McCormack. Yeah, I'm big on Big Roscoe. Wow. He scored a. He scored a bunch. I'm big on Big Roscoe. He scored <laughs> a 
bunch in um at, at Melbourne City we last scored, year. Like, what, 15 goals in like in 11 league? games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, true. he's a goal machine. Yeah, as long as true. as long as Mark Mulvey gets the team working around him, just like all, all of the everywhere he succeeded, the team has worked around him. It's yeah. come to the detriment of the team, but the team has worked around him and he scored goals. To so. be fair, he scored a cracking header uh, in the game just just past yeah. the, in the trial game, a cracking header. I've gone. See, I've, I've given three options here. Yep. I'm going Lafondra Toivonen and Adam Taggart. I can't disagree with any of those. Yeah, no, and Adam Taggart. Yeah. Uh, I think we haven't really spoken much about just quickly to touch on before we before we move on to touch on with victory how important they are. Okay. Well, actually, I'll lead it into the question. Okay. Minor premiers and A League champions. Yeah. For you. Minor premiers and A League champions. I think Victory have to be minor premiers. Mm -hmm. And I think Victory, unless they get completely distracted by the Asian Champions League or something goes horribly yeah, wrong yeah, this yeah. season, I've got to tip them as champions. It, anything less than that would be a failure. You look at the... Like, people don't realise it. Maybe it's just me, but Toivonen's a huge signing. Oh. Toivonen's the way he played quality. in the World Cup. Well, oh, it was just, yeah, yes, yes. We signed a player yes. that was playing for a League 1 club last year, that scored goals in League 1 last year. I really hope he scored goals in the league. I, I, I was <laughs> no, guessing. no, no. I was laughing. I was yeah. laughing. No, I was just just talking about <laughs> Melbourne victory because we haven't really spoken about them tonight. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're checking now quickly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but no, it wasn't long ago. And for the people listening, I mean, Matt wears Melbourne victory on his sleeve. There's no doubt about it. Uh, like I do with Sydney. And I can remember quite clearly he scored. Yeah. Yeah, he scored. All right, good. All right. Matt's a bit cool <laughs> on, that, on that topic now. But it wasn't long ago, Matt, uh, I got in your car and you said to me, mate, Melbourne d uh, don't even have enough players for a five-a-side team right now. We didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We, we left, we, we left and, it that late. You know, I mean, absolute credit. I, I, you know, he's, he's a controversial figure, uh, old, old musky. Yeah. But credit to him to bring in the players that he has. I mean, Toivonen and Keisuke Honda, who I think will be... An absolute revelation for the league. I mean, he'll bring in so many, so many fans. He's an electric footballer. Two players, proven players in Europe, yeah. but that, that have come off fresh off a World Cup, both playing in making it to the round of 16. So they're alone. And then you've got Storm Rue, who had his injury problems, but probably one of the one of the best wing backs the, in the A-League. And Corey Brown. Corey Brown, same again. And Nick Ansel. I think someone like Nick Ansel, bringing in someone who knows, who's already been there before, knows the ins and outs, won't yeah. take him long to slide in. Won a championship. But the outside uh, addition is Raul Buena from Granada. The signings there, I mean, credit credit where credit's due yeah. to Musket. They were in a dire situation. They lost some big players, some established players, and they've turned around like this. And, I mean, not long ago, you wouldn't have tipped them to make the top six because you wouldn't know who they'll bring in. Now you I, look at yeah. it. And, now I, and look, it's, it's not just Musket. It's credit to the whole club. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. fact that... We've brought in a GM for, you know, someone who can oversee the football. We've brought in support for Muskie behind the scenes in terms of an assistant coach. Um, we've just taken steps and there's a reason why we're one of the most profitable sports clubs in Australia. Mm, yeah. You know, in the game, in sport. Oh, definitely. It's, it's no, an incredibly well-run club. Um, the decisions are well thought out and... Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm very proud to be a Melbourne Victory fan at the moment, just because the the steps that we're making and the leaps that we're taking is, um, yeah, it's something that I would love. I would love to see other clubs in the league take a leaf and mm -hmm. try and replicate it because it's 
it's not hard to build this this identity. Oh, with with, with a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, Victory sure. have done exactly that. And um, yeah. yeah, let's hope that towards the end of the uh, at the end of the season we'll be celebrating for it. Yeah, I mean, I must say, I mean, I, I had the a very same affliction sort of thing with the, the obviously the, the two years past with Sydney. Um, I mean, you know, I guess it, it makes it it makes it all the more uh, exciting and you know something that you want to be a part of when your team haven't been performing as well. And I know, like with me for Sydney for so long, they were absolute crap. Yeah. And then to turn around like they did, like I remember crying at the grand final, thinking like not long ago I was leaving these games, like you know, yeah. didn't want to be there sort of thing. So I mean, absolute credit to uh, credit to Melbourne Victory. Yep. That's why I've said my, and I know I had my surprise packet in there of, of Perth glory, but yeah. um, I'm going to leave it open because I don't know how the season's going to go, but I'm between premiers and champions. Yeah. I, th- I can't toss. I, I, I'm, I've got Sydney in victory. I think, yeah. I think we could be, I think we could be in for a period and we, it's already started, you know, prolonging the period of what like the big blue, the Sydney versus Melbourne was, was, yeah. was built on. 13 years ago, 14 years ago yeah. when the season started and why it became such a, a great derby because it is a fantastic derby yeah. and it's a great, you know, traditional rival. So, yeah, I think it'll be. I think I think this could be, you know, it's so cliche, but I think this could be one of the one of the more exciting years in the A-League that we've, yeah. than, than we've seen in a, in a very, very long time. But uh, my final question for you tonight is player of the season. Player of the season. It's hard to look past KSK Honda. Yeah. Um, just because purely, I mean, he's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. He's going to pick up votes. Um, I also think within Victory fans themselves, I think George Niedermeyer, if he gets it right, he could be a huge, huge signing for us. Um, he's got the shades of Matthew Del Pierre about him, who people still talk about. Yeah. You know, how many imports apart from, you know, your Del Pieros and your Onos, do we still talk about three or four years yeah, after no, they've left true. the club? Yeah, we, yeah. we don't do that often. Like, no. maybe Thomas Broach we will yeah. in a few years' time. Um, so him as well. And finally, and this is just wishful thinking, Riley McGree. You mentioned that. If um, if City if City get going and Warren Joyce gets the best out of him, I think City could finish top one, top two. Riley wow. McGree has been purchased or... Um, has joined Melbourne City for a reason, mm. and I'll tell you the re- I'll tell you the reason. It's four words long: Daniel Alzani, Aaron Moy. Yeah. He if he performs same. this season, he's off. Yeah. And he's the next one to go. Yeah. And then that whole Socceroos midfield selection gets a whole lot harder because you've got five or six pla- five or six central midfielders trying to fit into three spots. Oh, I mean Arnold's licking his lips in that yeah. you know, in that sense if that if that does happen. So. It's uh yeah I mean mine mine was oh, I've got I've got Honda as yeah. my uh, potential I mean I th- I thought like Sim De Jong might not be far off but yeah. uh, I mean look I guess I, I've just when you were just speaking then I was just thinking that you know and I know I just said this could be the most exciting uh, you know seasons that we've had in a while but I will say like our, our listeners and, and so on that just like even talking about it tonight like we've made our predictions and you know in seasons past you know I I could. I can remember going through with my mates and like with you, Matt, and just going, yep, uh, you know, metaphorically, uh, yep, Sydney will be here, Melbourne will be there, yeah. City will be there, uh, Wellington will be crap, Mariners won't be there, Brisbane, nah. You yeah. Know, like, whereas this year, like we've made, we've, we've made our predictions, but tonight we've gone back on them at the same yeah. time because it's like, there's just, 
because so many teams have beefed up and so many teams have have gone out and won. I think like the real positive things there's that almost every team barring you know Newcastle resting on their laurels right now yeah. and you know, believing in what they've got is that every team wants to be better, which is really, you know, and obviously people say, yeah, every team wants to be better, but I don't think teams in the past have shown that. No. And this year, every team has gone out yeah. and has done that. So Team, Teams just, have learned from their mistakes. Yeah, exactly. As that's well. it. And that's, that's it. the thing, you know, Wellington last year, foreign coach, didn't work. What are you going to do? Okay, we're going to swing the other way. We're going to bring Mark Rodin, mm. who, rookie coach, but proven. it's, yeah, it's yeah. better than what it's better than what we've been doing. And that, that's all I want my A-League to do. I don't, yeah. I don't care if we have promotion, relegation, 10 teams, 12 teams, 14 mm-hmm. teams. I don't care. I just want us to improve, and I want teams to show their initiative. And yeah. I think that's what's happened this year. Yeah, so I, I think it could be... Uh... I think it's going to... You asked me for an outside prediction before we came on. Mm. My biggest outside prediction, apart from offending the whole of Brisbane and Newcastle, <laughs> um, my biggest outside prediction is that this is going to be the most successful season in the A-League since that Del Piero, Heskey, Shinjiono season. Wow. Not just because of Keisuke Honda, not just because of... Um, just because every team's... I just think that... Stepping up to the plate with, yeah. with a bit of something behind them. Yeah. yeah. No, interesting. We will definitely get the thoughts of, of, of our listeners online and on our social pages in the days to come. But, mate, just before we go, one minute. I've got you on the clock here. Yep. And I will pull you up. Thoughts about Arnold's first game, 4-0 drubbing of Q8. Yeah. Uh, just, what can I say? One, we need to stop playing these pointless friendlies in far-flung <laughs> countries against teams that don't care about about us. And two, we need to we need to overhaul the system. I don't know if Arnold... I know it's a 4-0 win and everything, and I don't know if Arnold... Um, wanted to play it safe, but I need to see bigger changes in my Socceroos. It can't continue like it is. It's boring. It's stale. Nobody wants to watch these games. Nobody's interested in this team. We need to start bringing younger players in, and we need to start making an impact. Well, there's about 15 questions I could ask you about there, there, Matt, but I will leave it for tonight. Maybe uh, anyone who's heard that can they can drop us our thoughts on that there. Matt's just gone to town. and You've, you've been throwing around accusations yeah. and claims all night. You're going to have 15 death threats in, uh, in your inbox. I'm by safe the time in the city of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, buddy, hell, there you go. Well, Matthew, thank you very much, my friend. Pleasure, mate. Uh, very, I guess this has just made me a whole lot, you know, whole lot more excited about the A-League starting now. I can't yeah, wait. Per- 7.50, my house. Oh, yeah, can't <laughs> wait. Your, is that your Sydney is, is, is that an open invitation, is it? No. Um, it, it, it wasn't an open invitation. Don't count. Um, but yeah, well, with that, that does wrap up episode 10 uh, of season three of On The Bench, our A-League preview special. My name is Joseph Esposito. We're here with Matthew Vidiello. Thank you and good night. Ciao.